Did you find anything else weird in your bag? Um, I found some um, handy wipes in my bag. Which and what do we use the handy wipes we for? We can use them for drying off your hands when yes. they get dirty or other parts of your body when they get dirty. Bill said earlier we carry toilet paper and uh, handy wipes make good toilet paper. They come in handy. They come in handy. <laughs> Welcome to the Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. This is episode 20 of season two, and we're calling this one, Hey, What's in That Backpack? Welcome. That was my husband, Bill, and my name is Winnie, and we are the owners of Quiet Shutter Fine Art and Photography. The way we like to do our podcast is we're going to post nine photos to our Instagram account, Quiet Shutter Photo. And we're going to talk about what went into that picture, what's the story behind the picture, um, whatever comes up. But before we get started, we're going to thank uh, Anchor Podcasting Platform. It's free. Uh, You can access it from the web or an app on your smartphone. Anybody can use it. If we can do it, you can do it too. So thanks, Anchor. Thanks, Anchor. And also thanks to our son, Andy, uh, Outdoor Andy TV on Twitch or on Instagram. He set us up and got us hooked up with our good sound system. So thank you, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Hey, and before we forget again. Yes. Thanks to Winnie, our editor-in-chief. <laughs> producer. Producer, <laughs> editor, all of those things. Winnie does it all. Uh, I, we listen to several podcasts. and. I always talk about their editors and their producers, and we don't need any of that stuff. We got Winnie. So (laughs) thanks, Winnie. Thank you, Bill. Um, So today we're going to talk about what's in your backpack. (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about what's in our camera bags. Now, before you turn off the podcast, because you think this is going to sound boring, you might be surprised what we carry in our camera backpacks. Yeah, sometimes we surprise ourselves, like, oh, forgot that was in there. Sometimes we're happy about that, and sometimes we're not. Correct. So, um, do you have our pictures up for today, Bill? I do. Cool. So, let's just start out with our first photo. I'm going to open it up, and you tell me what you see. I think this week, the Bill is seeing the pictures for the first time as we talk about them. So this is a big surprise to Bill, too. My computer doesn't want to open it up. but I'm looking at the thumbprint, and it's a picture of one of our camera backpacks. Um, and it looks like we've got a water bottle strapped on the side of it with a sticker from Zion National Park. And, uh, so this is a picture that was actually taken in Zion National Park. Um, we were on the shuttle bus. We've talked about our trip to Utah and um, Arizona at the, in the very first days of the pandemic. Yeah. And this was um, this picture was taken in Zion National Park. Now Zion National Park. Um, is so such a popular park and so busy that to get to the most um, popular parts of the park, you have to take a shuttle bus in. Now they'll drop you off at all, several different parts points if you want, right? Um, different places you want to hike, and and the buses run continually all day long, and so you can hop on and hop off buses all the time. We were there in March of. 2020, the infamous year, 2020. And Zion National Park was not our first stop on that trip. Um, Boy, we had been to the Grand Canyon before that. We'd been to 
horseshoe bend. Um, but um, anyway, so we were on the shuttle bus at Zion and we had bought a new Nalgene bottle for water because we always forget how much water you should drink when you're in those high right. elevation and desert-ish locations. Right. So and we were going to make sure that we didn't get dehydrated. Right. So that's a tip when traveling. Um, if you're going to be hiking or outdoors at all, make sure you have enough water. And we are bad at that. And we should probably have Nelgene bottles strapped to both of our camera bags. But um, anyway, so this picture shows our brand new Nelgene bottle and sticker from Zion National Park. I think on that trip, um, we tried to not purchase a lot of silly souvenirs, but we purchased a sticker from each of the places we went to and put them on our, our new bottle. Yeah, it seems like the stickers always kind of uh, remind us of the trip or bring back a memory of um, where we were, what we were doing, and it yeah. was kind of fun. Yeah. So if you look at this picture, this is one of our camera backpacks. Um it, we bought this a long time ago and we liked every, every photographer is very finicky and funny about their camera bag or their camera backpack or, or their camera case. Um, some photographers like a hard case to carry their photography equipment in. Um, and we had purchased this backpack and I think it's pretty comfortable, right, Bill? It's not huge. I would say medium size. No, it's size. not very big, but it is comfortable and it's got a lot of pockets and yeah, some um, good features. You know, if you put too much equipment in one bag, you're just going to wish you had left it all home because it gets really heavy. So we actually have two backpacks that the two of us split up the uh, the gear and the, the That's weight. Right. And That's right. We do. We have. And also um, we have over time purchased equipment and upgraded equipment and the equipment we currently have. We have two camera bodies that we love. One is a, can, a Canon 7D Mark II. I'm saying, am I getting that right, Bill? 7D Mark II and a 5D Mark III. So one, the 7D Mark II is a crop sensor um, camera body. And it's a really nice, fast lens. And because it has a crop sensor, and we'll get into all the technical details, it just makes for a really good wildlife um, camera. The other camera, the 5D Mark III, is a full frame, um, which means it has a full sensor, not a crop sensor. And that camera is really excellent for portraits and landscapes. And, and uh, But then again, both of them are interchangeable as far as it depends a lot on what lens um, or glass it, to be a photographer's jargon. <laughs> you put on that camera body to see what it'll do. So by having two backpacks, we can, like Bill said, split up the gear. Each camera bag will have one of the camera bodies on it and a lens or two or sometimes three and whatever, whatever other little accessories we need, like maybe a water bottle strapped to the side of it. Yeah. All I know that. different little things that we put in there. I always try to make sure whenever we head out on a hike or go to a location, I pick both bags up and I try to choose which one's lighter and then I'll strap that one on. <laughs> oh, I've never noticed that. <laughs> Would you want it any other way? No. Oh, no. I wouldn't want you burdened. Thank you. I appreciate that. So only fitting that our first picture today is of one of our backpacks. So um, what's in your backpack? So we talked a little bit about what's in the backpack as far as our uh, cameras, but we also have um, one of the things that we usually always have in both backpacks is um, a night light that we always take with us. That's right. Um, just never know if you might be out after dark. And by night light, you mean a headlamp. Headlamp, yep. yeah. A headlamp, yeah. You and can the, buy some really nice headlamps at Home Depot. What's the brand, Bill? Do you remember? Not off the top of my head. Um, and they ha they're nice because they have a switch for a white light and they have a switch for a red light. If you're doing nighttime photography and you need to um, light something up, but you don't want to, you know, screw up your eyes or screw up the other person's 
um, photography, the red light is preferable. Yeah, it doesn't throw off a lot of light, but it still allows you to see what you're doing without screwing up your somebody else's picture at the same time. Right, right. So um, one thing about our um, camera backpacks, and this is sometimes it's an annoyance, but when you have expensive camera equipment, you don't want to just leave it in your car, um, just like you wouldn't leave your pets in the car. A car, even if it's not that hot outside, when you have a car all closed up and turned off, can get really hot inside of a car. And that can be just the death of camera equipment. They're, you know, they have a lot of little motors and gears and they, they're they oiled to move smoothly. And if they get too hot, that oil thins out and it spreads out into your camera body or your lens and it can totally ruin a piece of equipment. So Bill and I, you know, we slog our camera bags into restaurants and into wherever we are and we but because we've chosen good backpacks we can have them on not even think about it so if you go to our next picture bill Mm -hmm. and this is a picture of bill when we were at crystal park in montana and i think we did at least part of an episode previously about crystal park yeah we did but it's um, for those of you who missed that episode, Crystal Park is a, is it a state park? Um, I think it's a state park. State park or a, a, um, what do they call it? Forest management? Sur- forest service. Forest service camp. Yeah. Yeah. And it's set up, it's, um, I think it's state owned property, but they encourage people to go there and, and dig for crystals and different um, precious rocks. Yeah, it's just the coolest place. So Lauren, um, we attempted to go with her once and the road was snowed in. Yeah. It's at a very high elevation. And then on an, on another trip, we made it when it was good weather and we just had a great time searching for crystals. But in this picture, you can see Bill in a hole that someone has dug to find crystals. Somebody was really going for it. And you were just checking out their spoils. Yeah, I was just seeing if they missed something. Right. But the reason I chose this picture today is because you have your camera backpack on. I did. Yeah. And it's like you say, you just don't even, after a while, it's just part of you. You don't feel like um, it's wearing you down or anything. Exactly. It fits well. I mean, we've got the straps adjusted so it doesn't feel like it's dragging down on you or creeping up on your back or your neck. Um, so yeah, you just get used to it being there and, and you don't really even think about it. Actually, when it's a little colder out, it keeps you a little warmer, quite honestly. Yeah. They were a little warm though, when we were in Arizona and Tucson and we were carrying our backpacks around, but right. Um, it's kind of like people carrying their baby on their back. Yeah. We, these are our babies. We consider our camera equipment part of our babies at some times. They're absolutely our babies. So. Um, in this picture, Bill has a hat on, but I see you have your reading glasses perched up on top of your hat. You probably kept those in one of those little side pockets on the camera bag. I, I did. Yeah. Yep. I usually have, and I've started to, I'm getting old enough now that I can't, I can see things long ways off, but close up I need it for reading. But I'm also finding that when I want to look at the back of my camera or look at anything else up close, I need my reading glasses. So. That's one of the things I try and keep in a bag all the time. And that's what's kind of nice about these packs is that they have lots of little little nooks and crannies and little secret pockets and yep. spaces. So Yep. And there's a on these this particular backpack too, on um right on the part that actually leans up on your back, um, there's a big open zippered part that you can actually put a laptop computer or some big um, files or something that if you wanted to, it's really got a lot of different options on it. You know what? I'm going to pull out my camp, my camera bag right now. Hold on. What is she going to pull out folks? Okay. So I'm, I just opened up that zippered part that is flat against your back that Bill was talking about. Mm -hmm. And I pulled out what I keep in there. And what I've found is a wedding program from Lydia and Jonathan's wedding. Hmm. Um, let's see. Is this another wedding 
another wedding program. This one has little sketches that I have made to remind me what um, poses the bride and groom would like for their photos. I have a list. This is from another wedding. A printed out list, two pages of uh, shots that another bride and groom wanted. There's a whole list under getting ready shots, first look shots, um, the trip to the ceremony venue, wedding ceremony shots, portraits of the couple, who they wanted portraits of, et cetera, et cetera. Is there a list of things to buy for Bill? There is not a list of things to buy. I have uh, a an envelope that is full of model release forms. That's um, important. You it is important. Because so. <laughs> if you ever are somewhere and you find you have an opportunity to photograph somebody and you think you might want to use that photograph either in promotional material or commercial material, you want to sell it, um, you're going to need to have that person who's in the photo, you're going to have to have a release from them that they've let you Gave them permission. Gave to them take permission to use yep. use their image, use their yep. likeness. Yep. Otherwise, you can be in trouble. I have a black folder, and in this folder is all kinds of information from the Jim Doty Photography Workshop. There is a chart for hyper hyper focal distance chart. There is um, a chart about what is the best f stop and ISO to use. Exposure tips. Um, all kinds of information in there. You ever get stuck in a sticky situation, don't know how to take a pic picture correctly, <laughs> pull out your reference material. Uh, let's see. Looks like I have some magazines that we have picked up from on <laughs> to read on airports along the way. That's important. Mountain living, outdoor photography. That's what I have in that section of my camera bag. Do you want me to check yours? Sure. It's probably empty candy wrappers. <laughs> I wouldn't have left candy in there in the package, I'm sure. What's in mine, Winnie? <laughs> Last will and testament. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you weren't kidding about candy wrappers. Okay. Bill's camera bag, but I have to say they're sort of interchangeable. That could have been mine and the other one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've got three melted, flattened out Nature Valley protein bars. Yum. <laughs> you know, we get you, better with age. When we were in Zion National Park, we did a, a little hike. I think it was called the river. The river hike or the river walk or. River walk. It's where you, before you go into the narrows anyways. And uh, when we got to the end of it, I was hungry. And so I, I remember searching through our camera bags and I found one of these stale, melted, flattened out Nature Valley bars and I was happy to have it. There is a pair of socks. Nice. <laughs> a notebook. Oh, maps to Zion National Park. Gotta have those. A photo release form from Lavender Hill Farm. More charts from the Jim Doty workshop. And one magazine. Do you want to guess what it is? Uh, I'm guessing it's not Popular Mechanics. No, it's funny. You'll, you would have never guessed this, and I don't know why we have it. Sheboygan Today. <laughs> That's the magazine? That's the magazine. Hmm. All right, it's all going back there, including the socks. Okay. Yeah, don't get rid of it. <laughs> I might really appreciate those uh, Nature Valley bars someday. You might appreciate the socks if it's really cold and you need uh, you something. You know, it's, another you layer. know, they don't take any space. And no. sometimes when you're hiking and whatnot, you can get wet feet. So yep. having a dry pair of socks is not a bad idea. And they really don't take up that much space in your bag. You know what else doesn't take up much space? We usually have in our bags all the time is toilet paper. Yes, I'll get to that. <laughs> that's not in the pocket that's right behind our backs, but it's in one of the pockets for sure. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next picture. All righty. 
you can describe this one, Bill. So this picture is a picture that I took of Winnie, and she is has her backpack on, uh, kneeling down on the edge of the, I don't remember the name of this river. I think river. it's the Virgin the River. Virgin River, yes, thank you, in uh, Zion National Park. And um, she is not taking a picture with her camera, although she does have it strapped around her neck. She is taking a picture with her cell phone. So are you judging me, Bill? No, because you quite often will take a picture of something with your cell phone before you use the other camera. So, yeah, you know, the cell phones nowadays take really fantastic pictures. Now, would I put them in a lineup with something taken from a professional camera? Probably not. No, but they're great for quick shots that you can put on Instagram or something if you're trying to tell a story. Exactly. Or if you want to send a send it in a text message to somebody that here, look what we're doing. This is what's happening right now. Yeah, we'll quite often do that and send a quick pic, pic to our kids if they know we're somewhere where they haven't been. Right, right. So yeah, so I included this one just to prove that I actually do wear one of the camera bags. <laughs> yep, you do. Yeah. So uh, again, this one just happened to be a picture in Zion National Park. Yeah. The water was crazy that day. Yes. And at the end of this trail that we took, um, people will, and I think you have to get a permit to do the Narrows hike, right? Yeah. You can't, well, you're not, you have to register. Yeah. And no one was doing it that day because the water was way too high and crazy. Yeah. This was March. Yeah. So there was runoff and it was, yeah, way too high. The Narrows hike takes you, um, through a narrow area, but you have to hike a lot of it right in the river. So yeah, I'm not even sure why they call it a trail because most of the hike is in the water. Exactly. And it's probably, you know, it's probably something I'm never going to do. Nope. I really don't have any desire to do that one. Yeah, definitely. We probably, no, not definitely, probably, definitely. If we did, we would not take our camera backpacks. No, we wouldn't. Yeah. So, and we don't like to be without our cameras, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're not doing that. One. That's why we're not doing it. I Among can't other be- things. <laughs> like maybe athletic ability, but whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. So, um, my mother once said to me, I think um, I was expressing pl- pleasure that we had purchased a new lens. And my mom said to me, what do you do with all those lenses put them on the camera (laughs) put them on the camera every lens has a different specialty yes it's like a different tool for a different job yeah exactly and some of our lenses we like so well that we have nicknamed them we've talked about this in the past so um the next few pictures are going to show you why or what some of our different lenses that are in our backpacks do so if you go to the next picture, Bill, okay. um, when we purchased, um, I think it was the 7D Mark II, it came as a, as a kit with um, what we refer to as our all-purpose lens. Um, and that lens is a 24 millimeter to 104. And um, the, <laughs> we haven't given that one a proper nickname, but you and I refer to it as the all-purpose the lens. Yeah. And uh, we use that all the time, all the time. Yeah, we use it for lots of different things. We do use it quite a little bit for landscapes. It's a really good portrait lens. Um, Yeah, if we shoot a wedding often, we'll have um, a longer zoom lens, but one of us will have the the all-purpose lens. Right. And we'll trade back and forth. But the all-purpose lens is is good for just that reason. It's kind of all-purpose. Yeah, other than taking macro, really close up stuff, it's not that great for that. But generally speaking, you can get a really good picture. Um, but in a pinch, it would work for for wedding ring shots if you had to, if that was your right, only. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So um, the picture that I've chosen to show what that was taken with the all-purpose lens is a picture we took this summer, and I don't think we've shared any of these ones yet. I don't think so either. Some um some of our really good friends um did a marathon this summer in Charlevoix, Michigan, along the um Lake Michigan Lakeshore. And 
Bill and I went along as their personal paparazzi. Yeah, we had fun. And yeah, we had, I think maybe we had more fun I'm than I'm sure they we did. had more fun than they did. <laughs> I know we didn't sweat as much or hurt as much the next day. That's for sure. No, I think that um, we tried to get in really good positions to get nice pictures of them on their way out. And then we tried to be in a good position on the way back. I wanted to get pictures of them with the lake in the background. And um, as we were waiting for them to come back, we actually pulled some uh, lawn chairs out of the trunk of our car. There are some things we should probably do another episode about what we keep in the trunk of our car. Yeah, that probably would be an episode all by itself. <laughs> but one thing we try to keep in the trunk of the car all the time is a couple lawn chairs because if you're taking pictures or you're out somewhere, you want to wait for the sun to set or you're waiting for northern lights to appear, it's kind of nice to have a chair to sit on. So before Dan and Abby came back on their return uh, run, we pulled out our lawn chairs and got comfortable. And I think it was probably really irritating to them when they're. Yeah. Could you not stand up? Yeah, they're on picture? their last leg of their marathon. How many miles is a marathon? 26 miles. That's what I thought. And so there they are just about dying and we're relaxed in a pair of lawn chairs. Yeah, I don't even think we stood up to take pictures at that point. No. <laughs> No, and like this picture, I think Dan was probably at like 16 miles into it or something at that point. I was so proud of them that, you know, I could never run a marathon. I don't know that I could walk a marathon. Be a long day. It would be a very long day. And they, but so anyways, this is a picture of Dan on his return um, run during his marathon. You can see Lake Michigan in the background. The marathon was run on the bike trail. So it was a paved trail yep which i don't know if that's is that better for you when you're running or is that harder on you depends on who you talk to. I, I, I think all marathons are done on pavement quite honestly either way it would be brutal is in my opinion right, right. but uh this is a good picture don't you think bill yeah it turned out nice i think this was a picture you took i think you were holding on to the all-purpose lens that day and i just love that i love you know, the light caught them right and the blue water in the background. And if the marathon was hard, it was also beautiful to run along that lakeshore. I did hear a few of the racers saying that, um, you know, one good thing about when you get get depressed, you just look out to the lake and it's like, oh, I can't complain about this. And you just yeah. keep going. So, yeah, it was kind of a bonus for the runners and the spectators as well. And it was a gorgeous day. It was the sun was shining? Was this in? This was in June, I think. Yeah, I think. And it was a little bit cold in the morning, but for the runners, that was absolutely perfect. I think it was a big bonus for them. Yeah, it was. Yeah. By the time most of the runners were done by noon that day, yeah. and uh, it hadn't got really hot by then either. So, yeah, that was. It was good. It was great for taking pictures too, because. You know, you talked about camera equipment getting too hot, but cameras love it when it's cold. Yes. It worked really good when it's cold, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. Actually, if if it's really hot, like um, I have some friends who um, set out to take pictures of the solar eclipse that we had a few years ago, a couple of years ago. And um, they took great pains to keep their cameras cool by putting um, white towels over top of their, you know, cameras are often black. The lenses are often black and that attracts sun and heat. And they, so they put white towels over top of their cameras while they're on their tripods and, and, you know, tried to find a place where their cameras wouldn't experience meltdown while they were. Yeah. I think they sell some like uh, white nylon sleeves you can put over some of the big lenses just to try and refract some of that light sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I thought that was a nice example of a picture with the all-purpose lens. Yeah. That one turned out good. So let's go to our next picture. So the next picture is taken with a lens that you have probably heard us talk about before. And this lens is fondly known as Pearl. Good job, Pearl. Pearl is a super 150 to 600 millimeter lens. And it's pretty impressive looking. It has a, a big lens um, hood that fits on it too, which makes it look four or five inches longer as well. It's it's a pretty good size, pretty hefty lens. Um, I have grown accustomed to ha hand holding it, but it's a heavy lens. 
I remember when we first got it and I would try to hold it still to take a picture and I'd be wandering all over because it's a pretty heavy. Yeah. You got to, you, if you get uh, used to it, you can balance it a little bit with your hand. So you get the, the weight. So it's not wanting to fall forward on you all the time. It's not so bad, but it is a heavy lens. So Pearl can zoom in quite a ways, which is why we love Pearl for wildlife. Um, I, we've talked about this before, but we rented uh, Pearl when we were at Yellowstone National Park one time. And uh, there was a camera shop in Bozeman, Montana that you could rent lenses from. So we rented this big lens. And um, would we have it for three days? Yes. And uh, when we went to return it to the camera store, we said, mm, can we just buy it? <laughs> And, and lo it, and behold, take her home. it was of, on sale. Of course we could buy it. <laughs> and the nice thing about the state of Montana is there's no sales tax. Right. There. So right. it was kind of a, kind of a, okay, we can save and save and save. So now's the time to buy. And we it, did. Yes. And we so haven't ever regretted it. Never so. regretted it. So on that trip, instead of stickers, we bought a, a big camera lens. Yeah. So, so this, we often will take pictures with Pearl from um, using our car as a wildlife blind. So we can sit in our car and take a picture through the window without disturbing wildlife. And the lens is, it has such a nice long reach, we can get pictures that we would never get otherwise. Right. And um, sometimes you're not disturbing the subject. You don't have to get, you know. Right. Yeah. Obviously, you don't. Although wanna... I love to lay on the ground and take pictures. Sometimes that's not appropriate and you'll just scare off the animal you're trying to take a picture right. of too. So, Truth. However, I think in the picture that I'm featuring here, you may have been laying on the ground beside the I car. I might have been, yeah. <laughs> this is a female killdeer that she's laying on her nest of uh, little eggs just in this goofy little um, drainage ditch that was... Uh, next to a parking lot. Next to a parking lot, which was next to a little park. Um. Yeah, you and I, I think, had gone somewhere and we just picked up some sandwiches or something and we decided we would just go park down by the lake and eat our lunch and um, we we're just parked at the parking lot and I think you casually glanced out the window. I said, and, what? Yeah. You're not going to believe this. And if I remember right, we didn't have the camera with us that day. I think we went home and got the camera and went back the we, next day. We did. And she was actually there for two or three days. We visited we her a few times. We yeah. were hoping to catch the moment that her babies hatched and they ran off. Right. So killdeer are crazy little birds. They don't need much of a nest. They just sort of make a little indentation into the into a gravelly spot or a sandy spot. And um, there's not really any nest making beyond just making a little concave area in the ground right yeah really just a spot that her body can cup in real close and keep the eggs warm while she's letting them incubate and they flatten themselves out pretty good so they blend right in like had we not been parked there you know looking out the window we probably you know probably many people went past there and never knew she was there even though she was two foot off the parking lot yeah yeah no, she really was blending in pretty yeah. good. She was she was there for weeks anyways. It wasn't like a couple weeks, I think, before she yeah, was gone. A little over two weeks. And yeah, and we thought, well, we're going to go back today and the, the chicks will be hatched. Well, apparently they were and they were all gone. But Don't kill deer. Aren't they kind of like grouse where they're, they hatch and then they pretty much all run off? They stay with right the away. mother, but... Um, they don't stay on a nest. They, they don't stick around that no, spot. They, they start they start feeding quite quickly, actually. So how far away do you think you were from um, this killdeer when you took this picture? 20 feet? More? Uh, more. 50? 50, 60 feet, something like that. Yeah. And you can see what a nice job Pearl does with, I'm sure you tried to focus on her eyeball. Yep. And I'm zoomed in right now and looking, you can see really clearly the detail in she's got a big black eye but it's ringed with a real orange red orange color the ruby ring yeah yeah if i were to zoom in a lot you could probably even see the reflection of our car in her eye we love pearl though it might be a reflection of me it might be a reflection of you that's weird yeah 
yeah, this lens has uh, has been a. Uh, um, it's. I think this lens really, was a game changer for us. Really good tool for us to have bought. That's it made sure. it so much more fun to go out and look for wildlife and whatnot when you could get good pictures. You know that right. weren't so like far off. Right. Right, and I like taking pictures of things really close up too. But um, sometimes. Um, it's just nice to have that big lens that you can reach out and get a good picture without, like you say, having to get too close to things that you're just going to scare them off. So, I heard Bill tell somebody one time, if our house ever burned down, I would make sure to save Pearl. And then I might go back in and get Winnie. <laughs> you know, I was kidding, right? I think you were kidding. <laughs> I might have been kidding. All right, let's go to our next picture. Oh, yeah. So this picture is a nice close-up. I would call this macro picture of a bee on a little stalk of lavender. And if you've listened to our podcast previously, you know how crazy I am for the lavender farm, which is in Horton Bay, Michigan. And it happens to be pretty close to where we live. So we try to visit the lavender farm often. Um, We've been there to take pictures of people. We've been there to take pictures of the lavender and we love to test our skill at taking pictures of bees on lavender because they don't sit still for you to take their picture. No, they don't. So, so it's a nice test and practice in photography to, Yeah. And this one, this picture nailed it. I, I have no idea whether you took this picture or I took this picture. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember. I, we've took a lot of these. We've taken a lot of This one, actually, I don't know if I've seen this picture before. It really is sharp and the light is really good. Yeah, but- so the bee is really super in focus and that's the trick. Um, you can see all the little hairs on him, the little hairs on his legs and... The veins in his wings. In the Yeah, and in his torso. Pretty sweet. Really sweet picture. And this this picture was taken with our lens that we call Kevin. And why do we call this lens Kevin, Bill? That's because we were lucky enough to buy this from our good friend Kevin. And um, Kevin we, Anderson. Kevin Anderson was, he actually bought, he went to using a mirrorless camera and he was trying to get. I um, think that he had two cameras that did really good macro. Um, he had a Tamron and maybe a Sigma. I don't, I'm not sure, but he, it was redundant. He didn't need to have both of them. Right. So he wanted to, to get rid of one and, and he, he offered it to us first and we grabbed it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a, um, what you call a fixed lens, which means it's not zoom. You can't zoom in and out. It only has one focal length and it's an 80 millimeter. 80 millimeter. Yeah. Yes. And you, yeah, you just have to. If you uh, want to get closer to something or further away, you have to physically move your body closer or further away. Yes. But what's really nice about a fixed lens is that they generally have really good glass in them. They're super sharp. Right. Some photographers will only use fixed lens um, lenses. Yeah, I can see the prime lenses. Prime lenses. Yeah. Again, what we call good glass. Good glass. Um. We have never regretted buying Kevin from Kevin. No. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> thanks, Kevin. No, it's pictures like this that really makes your day good. Oh, yeah. Happy when you get. And sometimes you can be out all afternoon, all day and take a million pictures. And there's only going to be one that oh, turns yeah. out this sharp and this. But yeah. when you see it, when you go through your pictures on your computer at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's the one. We like to challenge each other too, and we'll especially at this particular lavender farm where there's always bees around and and butterflies both. That we're always challenging each other to, who's going to get the best bee picture today? You know, sometimes so. you just have to do that. Like sometimes we'll even challenge you. We are not necessarily competitive. Some no. people, some couples and families are competitive about everything. Um, you know, they make a game out of, uh, and nothing wrong with that. And Bill com- being competitive, but might be more in your nature than it's in my nature, but I'm not a very competitive person. Um, but sometimes just for fun, it's nice to say, okay, 
we're going to go out today. And at the end of the day, we're going to decide who got the best picture. And it just gives you a little more motivation, right? Right. And sometimes we actually know who took the picture. Sometimes we don't. But yeah. I'd say probably I took this picture. <clears throat> I was going to say you probably did, but I don't I, I honestly don't remember seeing this. I don't remember one, either. <laughs> but uh, it is really good. Yeah. We should yeah. think about blowing this one up. Yeah, actually. this one's nice. Yeah. So, do we have any more pictures today, ma'am? Yes, we do. Let's go to the next one then. Yes, we do. So, this is another, this might be the last in our list of favorite lenses that you'll find in our camera backpack. And this is a pretty, fairly new picture. Are you at this picture? Yeah. Yeah, we took this one a month ago. I think, yeah, just a month ago. So um, this lens we affectionately call Tammy, and it is a 70 to 200 millimeter Tamron lens, hence the name Tammy after Tamron. Tamron is the brand. Um, 70 to 200 is just a great lens for doing portraits. Oh, fantastic lens for portraits. Generally, if we're only going to have two lenses at a wedding, um, we'll have the all-purpose lens and the Tam the Tammy lens. Um, just what's nice about the seventy to two hundred millimeter lens, aside from the quality of picture that it takes, you can be kind of far away from people and still get a good picture, but not you don't have to be in their face. So at something like a wedding, it's really great to have that lens, so you can be taking pictures but not be that photographer that has to be right in the front of the bride and the groom the whole day. Yeah. We quite often when we're shooting a wedding, we'll have um, uh, one of us and it's usually me that's standing back further. Um, like if there's a bride and groom at the altar, I'll have Tammy behind um, the crowd usually. Yeah. Uh, and I, like you say, I can zoom in and take a close up kind of intimate close up pictures. Um, that are really tech sharp without being right on top of them when yep. you're not invading the space of the guests that are there. And, What's really um, nice about having two photographers at the wedding is that one photographer can be taking all of those photographs that are, you know, mandatory. Um, often I'll be taking the crowd pictures, you know, the pictures with grandma and grandpa and mom and dad and the wedding party. And, and while I'm doing that, you can just be kind of in the mix and getting pictures of the guests and the little moments that happen behind the scenes that otherwise get missed. I know you've gotten pictures of um, little flower girls and, and uh, you know, kids that are involved in the wedding when they're screwing around <laughs> behind the scenes and you get pictures that, and in the end, those are the pictures that are most loved. Yeah. And I've done that from a distance where the, Nobody often, knows you're even doing it. Know, the, the subject doesn't know I'm taking their picture. and Right, yeah. right. I love this lens, though. So this picture that I've chosen, though, today to feature is a um, senior picture, senior high school picture of a young lady that uh, we've known for a long time. She's come up through camp at Park of the Pines, where we work and live. And uh, so she's just a sweetheart, and we love her. And uh, so she came over to the park and we paraded her all over the grounds and took pictures. Um, what I love about the 70 to 200 millimeter lens is how tack sharp you can get on your subject and the beautiful blur you get in the yeah. background, yeah. which is called uh, bokeh or bokeh, however you choose to say it. <laughs> um, and this picture is really shows that off nicely. Look at her eyes, how sharp her beautiful brown eyes are. And you can see her eyelashes in this picture. Yeah, and the, the, she's backlit really nicely. But right, like you the say, sun the... is just hitting the, from behind her, lighting up those little fuzzy hairs around her head like a halo. Yeah. And the, the color, the trees um, were just changing color in the fall and the light was coming through the trees and it created this beautiful bokeh in the background of green and yellow and a little bit of orange. Um, this is just a gorgeous picture, I think. Yeah, it turned out nice. And it's a really good display of, of uh, a different kind of lens with right. a different purpose. Right. So. This is why you would choose this lens so you could get this nice tack sharp subject and that nice, beautiful, creamy blur in the background. And Yeah. 
Yeah. And it doesn't hurt when your subject matter is is not cute hard young on thing the eyes. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And she was so sweet and nice and she, she had fun. We had fun. Yeah. I think that that's it for talking about lenses. Nope. Nope. There's one more lens. And mm. you know what? I don't think we have a nickname for this lens yet. This is our newest lens. Oh yes. In our camera bag. This next picture is a, a picture of, of me actually sitting on a rock, taking a picture of this kind of boring blah. <laughs> Grand Canyon yeah. type of thing. This is a picture of Bill sitting on the edge of the Grand Canyon. And he is uh, taking a picture. He's wearing our back, uh, infamous now backpacks, one of them. And um, the lens he's using is a wide angle lens. And we bought this lens before we took this trip because our whole intention was to see the Grand Canyon. We'd never been there before, either one of us. And we knew that it would be awesome and big. And in order to really capture the magnitude of it, we would want a wide angle lens. Right. So this is a, um, oh my goodness, 14 to 24, I think, I Sigma think so. art lens, beautiful lens. Um, the picture, however, is not showing you what that lens does because the lens is actually in Bill's hands, I believe. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It, does you, that look like that? Yeah. If you can imagine this picture at this lens actually can take in. Um, oh, you know what? You, this picture was taken with the wide angle lens. A little bit hard to tell because I've got it cropped into square for, format to, for Instagram. So you're not, I've cut off a lot of the width of what this got into the picture. You do have a wide angle lens on the camera you're using, but it's the one for the crop sensor. So we do have two wide angle lenses. Um, the new one is especially nice, a little step better than the other one. Better glass. Better glass. However, um, we, like, we like having the two wide angle lenses because if we do night photography, a wide angle lens is really nice. And so it's good to be able to have one on each camera. And while we were at the Grand Canyon, it was nice that we could both have wide angle lenses. Right. Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? If you haven't been there, man, you should make a trip to the Grand Canyon. Um, yeah, we've only seen half of it. We well, we've, half. I mean, well, I'm we this we were a piece a slice. We were only <laughs> able to go to what's called the South Rim. Um, because the North Rim was actually closed because of was, winter weather yeah, when was we March. were there. Yeah. Um, so we've got to go back and see the other four. March was a nice time to go there, though, because uh, there wasn't a lot of there weren't a lot of tourists there. Right. And, no, when, it's a great and we time like to, to as we've talked about before, we like to get up early and try to get places before the crowds get there. When we got to the Grand Canyon um, and maybe other people can share this experience, you know, what their experience was the first time they saw the Grand Canyon. We parked in the parking lot. We took the sidewalk that took us past the visitor center and whatnot. And, and then we walked towards the rim of the, of the canyon and you don't see it. You don't see it. You don't see it. And then all of a sudden the earth just opens up in front of you. Yeah. It's breathtaking. It's like, it's breathtaking wow. and it's like, it's not real. No, it almost seems like it's just a Hollywood studio setting or exactly. something. Exactly. It feels fake. It's so, it's, yeah. you're, you can't comprehend what you're looking at. No. It's just Which amazing. What's really crazy is when we did that, and we were, we were kind of still awestruck there, probably two, three minutes, we were looking around, and all of a sudden, coming up like this picture, the, you, you look at this picture, um, I'm sitting on the edge of this drop-off, and just about that same area we had moved on a little bit this elk came right up out of there up and popped the up, up onto the sidewalk and looked around like oh, what are you guys doing yeah it's crazy like, wow. i mean people do hike down into the canyon but it's an experience that takes days like i mean you might take a day to hike down but people stay down in the canyon and then i don't know it's, yeah it's a long hike it's a, in and it's, it's a, a long hike yeah out. People so for will, that elk to just pop up out of there. It was yeah, just, people it was will ride pack mules down and they're in and out of it too. But um, it's yes. not a 10-minute hike, that's for sure. Right, exactly. 
All right, let's move to the next picture, Bill. And I think All this right. is our last picture that I have featured today. Uh-huh. And this is our friend. Bob Walker. Bob Walker. And Bob Walker is actually the brother-in-law to Jim Doty, who does photo workshops here at Park of the Pines and who's been a great friend and mentor to us with our photography. Um, and in this picture, Bob Walker is holding up a, a little gray, what would you call this? Screen? Screen. Screen, yep. And um, what this is, is this is a little tool for photographers to help you get your camera set on the correct exposure settings and white balance. And those are two technical things that I won't go into a lot of detail with today, but they are a handy thing to have. One side has a little bullseye on it and the gray color, which is good for both your figuring out your exposure and your white balance. The flip side of it is just white. So it can be used as a little miniature light reflector if you need to, for some reason, use that. Or, And then this um, little device kind of crumples down into a little tiny, kind of folds down into a little tiny circle and zips into a little case about the size of your fist. Yeah, it 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 kind of folds right down to practically nothing. Yeah, so, so it's easy it's to have in your nice portable. Yeah, yeah, easy to have in your backpack, and and you can pull it out and use it when you need to. Um, we've used it to add light, to shade light, to <laughs> yeah. We've had come up with lots of little uses for it that are other than what it's intended for, but it's a nice little thing to have in your bag. Yep, and when we say add light or shade light, is sometimes you get you're trying to take a picture of somebody and uh, and they've got a like one side of their face will be um, shaded you can actually use the white side and, and you hit Re reflect, have, reflect some light, the yeah. light from the sun onto the other side of the person's face and it will eliminate that um, shade and and sometimes we've been color. taking pictures of like wildflowers and if the sun is too bright and it's casting too much you know, bright light on, on a soft flower. Uh, you can hold this over top of the, of your subject and, and make it an even shady right. look so you can get the picture without that, you know, bright hot spots on it. Right. Cause a lot of times, um, especially flowers and those type of things, bright light is not good for taking pictures. So too much contrast. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's not good. Yep. You so want to even it Sometimes you're going to block some of that light or like you say, sometimes you'll have part of your, subject be lit up and part of it won't and depending on whether you want light or don't want light this can either add or block light so right right just another little handy tool handy tool when back in film camera days um i used to have a what they called a gray card and it was just a hard cardboard you know square that you kept in your camera bag that was that neutral gray color and you could use that for getting white balance correct on your camera this is a way step above that. Multi-purpose, easy to carry around. It's not going to fall yeah, apart. Doesn't weigh anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our last picture for today, Bill. But I thought that um, maybe you and I could each go through a camera backpack and find um, find one or two items that are surprising that they that we keep them in our backpack. So yeah. what did you find in your backpack, Bill? Well, I just kind of reached in one of the, the zippers that I don't look in all that often. And I found a big, uh, great big uh, plastic Ziploc bag. And uh, I mean, you obviously can use it to throw something in that you want to keep dry. But what I've used it and primarily why it's in our camera bag is to cover up our lens. If we're trying to take pictures and it's raining, um, we want to keep our lens dry and the camera dry as much as possible. So. Right. And um, they make expensive jackets for your camera. Um, and often you have to buy, you know, different ones depending on the size of lens that you have on your camera. And so having a nice big boy, how big is that? Zip it's a two gallon Ziploc bag. Yeah, actually. nice big bag. Yeah. You can um rip a little bit of a hole in the in the closed end of it and pull it up over your camera and your lens with just the glass at the end of the lens sticking out so everything stays dry. I remember one time, Bill, when you and I went over to um, Charlevoix to the lighthouse. It was a really stormy, 
crazy day with a beautiful, crazy, stormy sky. Yeah, I mean, and the, I know what you're going to say. And the way, yeah, and the waves were smashing against the break wall and the lighthouse like crazy. And you really were intent on, and it was like sleeting, right? Yeah. yeah and the sleet was, was going sideways in the, sky, yeah. in the air and it was brutal. I wasn't about to get out of the car, but you had a camera and you had Pearl on. So yep. it was a big lens. Yep. And you, I said, if you're going to take a picture, you better find some plastic to put over top of the camera. And you rummaged around in the car. Once again, the trunk of the, the all-purpose trunk of the, in the car. Yeah. And you found this huge plastic bag full of Halloween candy. Yeah, I don't know why I was in there, but. I think we'd been to a conference and we were, had a booth. Oh, yeah, And yeah, we were yeah. handing and out candy. leftover candy. So there was leftover candy. You dumped out the candy. And you took the the bag that the candy had come in and you wrapped that around the camera and the lens and out you went and that's terrible weather and took pictures. So yeah, very dedicated. It stayed dry. Yeah. Did you find anything else weird in your bag? Um, I found some um, handy wipes in my bag. Which and what do we use the handy wipes we for? We can use them for drying off your hands when yes. they get dirty or other parts of your body when they dirty bill said earlier we carry toilet paper and uh handy wipes make good toilet paper they're coming handy they come in handy <laughs> so in my bag i did the same thing as you bill i opened up a, a section that i don't go into very often and aside from the usual stuff that you have in a camera bag like you know fresh batteries and new um, cards for your camera and um filters maybe for the lenses i found what a deck of cards ah uh, yes and i should pull them out again well quite honestly if you're going to do night photography and you want to do star trail pictures it takes an hour to if take you, a picture if you're going to do a full star trail that makes the circle in the sky yeah that takes a long time so. this is just a regular deck of cards so you can play cards while you're waiting for things to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Not to mention if you happen to be somewhere at a friend's house and you want to play euchre or something, that's always an option. And the other weird thing I found, maybe not so weird, that I forgot was in here is a um a package of juicy fruit gum. And why do you think that's in there, Bill? Um, well, sometimes when we're in high elevation, you chew gum so your ears stop popping. Exactly. It's good to have gum around. Or if you're flying. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are the two weird things that I found in my bag. I think we have hard candies in the bag, too, somewhere. I, you know what? I took all of those out the last time we took the camera. The You know, they were starting to look kind of stale and melty. And I thought probably best to get them out of the bag. But Good idea. We should replace them with something, though. You never know when you need a little sustenance. <laughs> yep. We have gotten stuck in the airport before with our camera bags in hand, and probably would be handy to have something on hand in case nothing else is around. Exactly. Exactly. So I hope you enjoyed the tour of our camera backpacks. And now you know what's in our bags. You have to apologize for being a little late on this uh, episode we're running a week late but um, we are going to get back on track and uh, hope you all have a good day and thanks for listening in to us yes yes sorry for being a week late i got a phone call last night from my niece's uh, two little guys who were in for a half hour drive from grandma's house home and they wanted to listen to the new podcast and it wasn't ready so we're getting shamed by young kids so <laughs> we got to get back on track Thank you, Hudson and Kingston, for keeping us on track with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're glad you're listening, and we're we're hoping that you will keep listening in. And uh, anybody that has any questions or comments, please drop us a line and let us know what you think, how we're doing. And, um, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Yeah. Have a great day.